Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Hello, Michael. Hello, Raphael. Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Yeah. You filthy animal. You filthy. Keep the change, <laughs> you Happy New Year. Um, yeah. Cool. So that has nothing to do with the, this episode. No, but it, we're talking about a Christmas movie. Oh, that's true. It is a Christmas movie, just like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Die Hard's not a Christmas Die movie. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. But this... In Bruges. In Bruges. That's what we're talking about. It's in Bruges. That's the movie that we're going to talk about. And in it's Bruges. a Christmas it's movie. A movie. It is Christmas. It does take place during Christmas time, yes. Yes. It's very much a Christmas movie. It's Christmas time. We're fully booked. Yeah. That's, okay. all, I, that's all I have. Everybody, fully booked. That's not him. Who says no, that? No, it's, the, it's the, lady. the lady. That's the lady. Who runs the hotel. Um, Everywhere is fully booked. Should we do spoiler free or should we like dive into spoilers? Well, I think we could probably be. Oh, um, uh, let's just do it. <laughs> I don't think that answers the question. <laughs> I think we have to talk about spoilers. It's kind of hard not to. Although, here's okay. Look, listen. Uh, the, the disclosure: if you haven't seen this movie, turn the episode off right now and go watch it, and then come back and, once you've watched yes. it and listen to us talk about. And Brugios. That's correct. Because you'll like it. You will. You will love this movie. You will love this movie. And we're yeah. going to talk about why it's so good. Yeah. Right here. Right now. Live. Today. In front of and a live studio audience. It's almost Christmas time. It is. So that's why we're doing this. Absolutely. So Fuck in yeah. Bruges, Raph. Yes. It's Martin McDonough. Mm-hmm. Acclaimed theater writer of such plays as The Pillow Man. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did Seven Psychopaths, the film. I have heard of it. With Sam Rockwell Never and, seen and Colin Farrell. I've seen it. It's it's pretty good. Um, he also did... He's probably most famous for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yes. Yes. That's yes. That was his big introduction to, mm-hmm. uh, to American audiences. That's correct. Because it's uh, about... Because it's about American... <laughs> American people. It's an American movie. <laughs> yes, um, that's right. That was actually that was my first uh, Martin McDougal movie that I saw, <laughs> and I didn't love it. To be quite frank, that's why I get I get I'm agitated by the, that movie. It's uh, I don't know if it's because I wasn't like used to a style or I'm about to insult most people's intelligence right now, and the people like this movie because they think it's more artsy than it actually is. Three billboards outside. Whoa. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri is really not that deep of a movie. It kind of doesn't really have a plot. Like, there's really, it's not it, like nothing. Well, that's really, the point, dude. Is it? It's it's all supposed to exist in this like weird gray area uh-huh. that doesn't like come up until like the last ten minutes of the movie. Oh, I so see. You're referring to Sam Rockwell's character. In that well, movie. Sam Rockwell and Francis, like what she does at the end of the movie. I don't know why we're talking about three billboards. Yeah, but yeah. It's, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, uh... Sam Rockwell's the only character with an arc in that movie. Yeah, but it, it's, like, it's a stupid arc. Well, like, yes. a character can have an arc, but it can also, like, be dumb. And his is is dumb. Yes, that I mean, the, the, the acting was very good. Francis somewhat has an arc, but, like... Yeah. Yeah, like, she's... Yeah. In Bruges is in a Br- Christmas movie. In Bruges... <laughs> in Bruges is Martin McDonough's best film. Yeah. Does, are those his only three? Uh, yes. The, uh, he may have done... There might be one other short film he did. Film, if you will. Uh, but... I want to talk about short films. This isn't fucking, like, your second year of film school. That's no one's true. watching You're shorts. Right. That's true. This is the real world, where people watch fucking Transformers. Real and movies. <laughs> yeah. We watch real movies. 
like Paddington 2, right. Transformers, and In Bruges. Yes, the trifecta <laughs> of cinema. <laughs> the real world cinema. The Raft Collection. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna start my own criteria. Yeah, questions. right. Exactly. And those are the only movies. When you, when you inevitably teach uh, film studies yeah. at a university, those are gonna be three movies. That's the entire curriculum. Paddington Two <laughs> will be the first. Will be mid- the first movie. The midterm is on. Yeah. Is all on Paddington. <laughs> and the final is on Transformers: right. Rise of the Fallen and in <laughs> And the, the overlay. In themes between between the two, so in Bruges, God, we're so fucking far. This might be the worst off track we've ever gotten. I'm trying to talk about a movie, and we get pretty off track sometimes. Um, Let me tell you, yeah, I'll show you off track. So the the in the broad strokes, the 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 plot of the film, the way it's set up is Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson play these two hitmen. They do a job. And the job goes wrong for some reason, which we'll get to. Oh. Yar. <laughs> and so their boss, Ray Fines, Who we don't know. Who we don't know yet. We haven't met Ray him in the Fiennes. film, film yeah. yet. Yeah. He orders them to go hide out for two weeks in Bruges. In, 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 in Bruges. In Bruges. They're in Bruges. In, in, in Bruges. In Bruges, yes. He tells them to hide out. To, out, to hide out in Bruges. No. In, in Bruges. In, in Bruges. In, in Bruges. It, no. The city is in Bruges. <laughs> they hide out. No. So Bruges is in Belgium. No, no. The name of the city in Belgium is is in Bruges. No, it's Bruges. <laughs> I'm telling you. Look at a map. Dog. Look at an. Pull out your atlas. It's in Bruges. Pull out my atlas. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's just Bruges. It's in. In Bruges. I was gonna say, are you are you heckling me? And I almost said, are you are you cuckling? <laughs> are you cuckolding me? <laughs> no, I'm just telling you that the city is Bruges. I know it's Bruges. Let's just, let's ask her. No, I had a. I wasn't. I was, that was some good acting. Let me tell you. Dude. Forget about the similar. <laughs> forget about Paddington too. Go teach uh, Meisner technique. <laughs> Dude, oh, who's the actor now? Oh shit, bitch! Not this cousin. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for your ass. Yeah, they're just gonna Photoshop me into uh, into Irish. Every <laughs> behind the camera, a yeah. million dollars to to, to deep fake your face behind the camera. I don't, I don't know why I made the face. It's not. I'm not sure either. <laughs> not yet. It's not. Yeah. Well, all right. So yeah, the, the, this movie. Yes. So they they're 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 two hit guys. They're hit guys. Yes. Yeah, and they go hide out. They hide out in Bruges. In the city of Bruges. Yes. In the city of Bruges. Yes. That's probably a better way of saying it. Yeah. Um, and so it starts off very slow. It's and then a, hilarity ensues. Yes. It's it's a dark comedy. Yes. Very much a dark comedy. It's very dark. There's a lot of dark humor in it. We should talk about the humor at we some should. point. We should. So McDonough is known for his very witty, snappy, vulgar dialogue. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, um, a lot of uh, insulting dialogue mm-hmm. to uh, race... Ethnicity, upbringing. Oh yeah, there's uh, a, there's a ton of like stereotyping right. across every group. I saw some stuff online where people were like, "This movie is so offensive it couldn't get made today." <laughs> um, but I I, I, don't know. I mean like the way that he treats the humor, it's like it like doesn't take itself very seriously. Like any of the insulting, right? Because the and character who says it is it's really across the board. 
Yes. Like he yes. hits pretty much every checkbox on on fucking. Um, There's an entire subplot about a racist dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you're if you're doing like insensitive bingo, like this movie. <laughs> This movie would win like thirty minutes in. Absolutely, but I think I think the reason it's 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 uh, digestible is because Colin Farrell, the character who says a lot of these crazy, ridiculous, over the top things, yeah. is sort of a child in his demeanor. Yes, Hundo P. Yeah, Hundo P. Hundo P. Are kids yes. still saying that? Uh, bro, we are. That's on fleek, bro. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a very immature yes, character, and you is. get that from from. From the get-go. You do. From the get-go. He's, like, dragging his feet. He's, like, whining. Yeah, he's like, well, I don't want to go to this stupid city. This place this, sucks. This place sucks. What's if I wanted to go somewhere cool, I'd go to Dublin. And yeah. it's like, is Dublin, like, that much cooler than Bruges as a, like, European yeah, city? Like, fuck you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but one of my favorite lines in the movie is, um, he's, uh, this is one of the offensive things. This is me quoting, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he goes, Wait, made, made a tackle that Maybe, thank you, thank you. Just want to let everyone know. He goes, Brendan Gleeson is trying to convince him that Bruges is a nice, nice town. And he's going to enjoy himself. And uh, let it out, sister. Thank you. And um, Colin Farrell goes, "Well, Ken, maybe if I grew up on a farm and was retarded, <laughs> Bruges would impress me. But I didn't, so it doesn't." <laughs> uh, and that's just like excellent. <laughs> That's not what I thought you were gonna go with, but oh. there. Um, I mean, yeah, the movie is is just f- like full of just like mm-hmm. just like these in- insulting little quips, uh, but they're just like so quick and like and funny. Oh, so snappy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all snappy. It's probably my favorite script. I will, I don't. It might be the snappiest script yes. I've ever I've ever yes. seen, and you can like feel. You know when you watch a movie and you can like feel like the words from the page mm-hmm. like jumping off through the actors. To you, mm-hmm. like in Paddington Two, yeah, that's totally what you get here. Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, Martin McDonough. Decepticons <laughs> roll. It just jumps <laughs> off the page. It does, dude. You just. Mm, oh, baby. McDonough does what Aaron Sorkin wishes he could. A lot of cocaine. With, with this yeah, problem. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the key to like good writing. Success. I was just thinking like script oh. writing. Boy, you write, write, write drunk, get it sober. Scorsese. They're all doing lines. Of Sorkin. Cocaine. Yeah. Sorkin yeah. just locks himself in a room and does a pile of cocaine and, like, <laughs> pumps out a few good men <laughs> with a social network. Like, that's it. It's the key, dude. Um, but the, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, the, the script is easily the best part of this movie. Easy, yeah. yeah, easily, easily. Um, up there, there's a there. Are, there are I, would a lot. Say, I would say, I would say the the dialogue specifically yes, is yes, is the best yes, part the of the dialogue. Screen. Is it? it it's, as, it's, as a story, it's like it's solid. It's not the right. So uh, it's so, cool. So that's that's a good transition. But Let's, the dialogue is. Oh yeah, I, the the movie is a vehicle for the dialogue. But I, uh, look, that's a good transition though, because let's talk about story. Let's talk about what's going on and why why they're there and why this is happening. The, Are the, we getting into spoilers? We're, we're almost. I think we're almost there. I'll, I'm going to give a broad stroke on what sort of like the thematic point of the film is, nice. and how it's very much the film is very much a a, a representation mm-hmm. allegory, if you will, on um, damn dude on morality 
and and what's what is like what it, what is someone deserving of depending on the thing that they've done how do they atone for something terrible that 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 they've done is there is there do you do you go to prison do mm-hmm. you do you do you are you, do you die uh, do you try to do something good to make up for the bad things that you've done like what is this morality and what happens to a person when they die based off of the things they did as they were alive these are questions that the characters literally are ask faced themselves with. well and, and i was going to say on on morality like it's a hella religious movie like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like religious like symbolism and like overt just like they like go to churches and like shit like that but it's like almost like uh, in terms of like uh, like what happens to you for the bad things that you've done after death it's sort of like they're in bruise and it's like this like they're like living their afterlife and like Colin Farrell is in like this like weird like he like at first he thinks it's hell but then it kind of ends up being this like weird like purgatory it kind is, of you are deal for absolutely him absolutely correct and then Brendan yes. Gleeson for him he's like he's in a purgatory where he like assumes that he's going to heaven afterwards and it's like not that bad like yeah I can chill in Bruges in in Bruges for a couple of days and then like I'll end up going to heaven like yeah whatever I'll deal with purgatory for now but. It's going to be cool at the end, but it kind of is a reverse for him where he sort of ends up in like a more like hellish version of in Bruges than Colin Right, Farrell. right. Well, uh, you, you were, you're spot on about the purgatory thing. The film is not... Hell yeah, I am. Hell, <laughs> ah, cuz. <laughs> ah, dog. The, the film is not afraid to very literally point out that being trapped in yeah. Bruges is a purgatory for Colin Farrell's character. That's my kind of movie. Spell it out for me. Yeah. Plain and simple. It's literally. Nothing to infer. No reading into. None of this, like, right. being intelligent stuff. There, there, there's there's a scene where they, 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 they talk about this. Um, and, 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 you know, Colin Farrell's asking uh, Brennan Gleeson's character, who's kind of sort of his father figure, mm-hmm. um, about what he thinks about the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And whether he believes in it, and and so there's a whole scene about that. But then, you know, their their rationale of them is they're talking about, oh well, what awaits them? And Ken, Brendan Gleeson's character, is like, I you know, I have to make do with the fact that I have killed people, mm-hmm. and many of them weren't very nice people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what, like, where's this, where's this line? Like, what's this this grayness of morality where it's like, if if something is an accident, yeah. Like, what does that mean? So this greatness of morality, it kind of, like, takes me back to, to Three Billboards. Because I feel mm-hmm. like that's what McDougal was trying show. to do there. <laughs> but, like, there's no success in right. trying to, like, show, like, a greatness of morality. Mm-hmm. Where in Bruges, it's like, because it's not taking itself so seriously, it's just, like, a lot easier as a viewer to digest and, like, not feel preachy or anything. Right. Right. You know, you throw in a couple of... Dwarf jokes and yeah, well, see, that's the thing. It's it's whether that's his intention or not. It's amazing because the the movie deals with some very complex and interesting issues and undercuts them at the same time with this like a scene of a couple of hookers doing cocaine <laughs> with a midget while Colin Farrell makes I don't think out. Midget's with, kosher. It's not kosher. Well, well, that's part of the. the, the, the I don't the, think the, Hooker is either. Is but it? that's what they say that's, in the movie. Yeah, well, the, I'm quoting, quoting. I'm quoting from the quoting. film. Yeah, the whole this whole episode should be in yes, giant no, no, fucking no, it quotes. Is. A fucking uh, uh, Ken Ken <laughs> has, like, he does, has the line: "A couple of manky yeah. hookers and a racist <laughs> dwarf." <laughs> <laughs> but no, that scene is it's it's 
It is. It's, it's great. Just, it's so absurd that it's like it's hard to be offended, but by right. anything that's happening in the movie when there's a scene where like they are hanging out with prostitutes and an American little person who's right. talking about like this like this fucking like inevitable race war while like doing a shit ton of cocaine right. and like boozing. Right. Like. Yeah, you know that that it, that's such an absurd scenario that you can't do anything but laugh. Right, exactly. Um, but it, it's it's brilliant at the same time because the absurdity of it at the same what what uh, the characters are talking about in that scene, in spite of how ridiculous it is, is kind of the theme of the movie because uh, the 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 little person character, Jimmy, Jimmy, thank you, I could not remember his name. Uh, he is racist. <laughs> and he poses this 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 question being like, whose side are you going to fight on in the great... He doesn't even pose the, the question. He right, just he says, starts he's to, just like, you're going to be over here. Right. And they're like... You don't get to decide. Yeah, and they're like... <laughs> and Colin Farrell's like, well, what about the Vietnamese? Who are they fighting with? And he's like, oh, the blacks. Of right. course. Of course. <laughs> and Colin Farrell's like, well, he's, he's like, definitely <laughs> fighting with the blacks. <laughs> they live like Vietnamese. Like... Isn't that what the Vietnamese used to say? Yeah. And the guy in the bar's like... But that what? doesn't even make any fucking sense. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. The guy who we thought was American but was actually Canadian. Mm -hmm. It's also like because you, you just heat, you heat the Canadian. You, <laughs> you just you you really just get it across the board. There's like yeah. that scene in the beginning with the fat Americans, mm -hmm. like who are horribly played by a couple of, of Irish folk with accents. Just, just like guidebook says, it's a must see. Yeah. It's like you're not American. You're not American <laughs> at all. They just got the fattest Irish people they could yeah, find. Right. They were like Americans. Um, I'm not being funny. These are a bunch of fucking elephants. Yeah. <laughs> and then they chase them. Yeah. Give it up, fatty. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like only in the movie to show that Martin McDonough hates Americans. And right. But American no, it, it serves a plot point. Every Everything that's absurd in the movie actually serves a plot point because Tell they do, they do those, those uh, uh, overweight American characters yeah. do go up the stairs and one of them has a heart attack. Oh. And that's why the towers close the following day, which oh, allows so Harry and Ken to yes. then go up yes. undisturbed. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, all right. Wait, yeah. No, the Americans, they serve, they serve a, 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 yes. a plot purpose. The Canadian, who at first we are to assume is an American because he's being like super obnoxious. But mm -hmm. then later we find out that he's Canadian. And then you remember right. like, oh, Canadians in Europe are pretty fucking obnoxious too. Uh, side note, mm -hmm. I was in... I forgot where I was. Somewhere in Europe. I was doing a pub crawl through, like, a hostel that I was staying at. Rad. And, you know, like, as an American in Europe, I'm trying to not make a fool of myself and, like, you know, be that, like, stupid American stereotype of, like, just being, like, overly, you know, just outrageous and shit. Uh, it's just a bunch of, like, Australians and, like, Germans and English people and stuff. And there's this group of fucking, like, like college-age kids, super fratty shit face before like the pub crawl even starts everyone else is just like kind of chill they're uh -huh. just making a huge fool of the fools of themselves and like we're like alright we're in America you guys from like Missouri California you know the, the, those are American places right. <laughs> and they're like like nah we're from from Vancouver <laughs> fucking Canadians can and you then, hit a Canadian but then the Canadians they, they get to go around and like yeah. you know it seems like you know, no one gives Canadians this bad no, rap dude. for being shitty dude. tourists, and they just think that all bad Canadians are Americans. They, yeah, they have and, a blanket. Yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck Canadians. <laughs> Bottom line is, fuck Canadians. Yeah, fuck Canadians. Um, but even that scene where he hits the Canadian, it serves a purpose too. Mm -hmm. Because then he tries to leave Bruges, 
and they they take him back and arrest him because he heaped a Canadian. Yeah, that's him. That's the cocksucker right there. <laughs> that guy was such a bitch. Yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, I don't care if I'm in the smoking section. <laughs> what does he say? It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> fucking unbelievable. Yeah, what's fucking, what's unbelievable? fucking unbelievable? Are you talking to me? <laughs> He pauses, even though he should just hit the bastard. <laughs> so, Colin Farrell's first hit job. Well, we don't know that. Right, so we find out that it's his first job. Later. Later on. It turns out he was meant to kill a, a priest. Yeah. Religion! Tying, tying, in, tying into the whole religious thing. Which is, you know, we don't know why. We don't know yeah. if the priest was good or not, but he's killing a priest. So I assume be... that the priest diddled Harry when he was when Harry oh, was a kid. Oh, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Because he talks about how the... Does he not talk about how the priest is a bad guy? But I assume that because of like the hits that they do, that they like... Right. That they somehow, you know, try to rationalize them in some way. Right. And for me, just like the easiest way to rationalize that is the priest who... Who diddied. Who diddles kids. Okay. That, yes, I yeah. think that's fair. Um, but we find out that he, he shoots the priest. Mm-hmm. And one of the bullets goes through the priest, mm -hmm. and it hits a little boy who's praying mm. in the church. It hits the little boy in the head. Yeah. And it blows part of his head off. Yeah. The kid who's just there to do his confessions. Right. He literally, you see his little note. Yeah. And He's it's like, like being bad at maths. Right. Right. It's like cute and British. It's adorable. Uh, and Ken shows up and grabs... Yeah. Uh, uh, God, Larry. Call, Larry. <laughs> What's Colin Farrell's name? Um, Ray. Ray. We're the Wet Bandits. <laughs> wet Bandits in Bruges. <laughs> what a crossover that would be, dude. I would watch that. Would the be fuck out of that. Movie. Amazing. Holy shit. The Wet Bandits in Bruges. In Bruges. <laughs> isn't isn't Joe Pesci's character Larry? That's Harry. Harry, Harry, and Mark. Harry, I killed the kid. <laughs> Get it together, Bob. <laughs> I love my favorite part of that movie is when they, they go. Uh, he goes out the window and they look, and he's like, "Where'd he go?" And and uh, and Marv is like, "Maybe he committed suicide." <laughs> <laughs> it's like the darkest fucking dialogue in this kids movie. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm out here, you big horse's ass. <laughs> so back uh, to back to Embrace. <laughs> So he kills a kid. <laughs> he, he, that so and and um, I don't mean to laugh. No, but it's just it's it's it's, it's intense. Yeah. He kills a kid, um, and so he's he starts weeping when he finally ad admits that he that that to the yeah. audience. Really. To the, yeah, it's it's a scene for the audience. Yeah. Um, but at first, when we first find out as the audience, it's just that he killed the kid. And right. then later on, when we find out that it was his first job, his first fucking job, that that really shook me. Yes, you know, because um, you assume that the way that he's acting throughout the movie, that he's like a career hitman, like right. a career bad guy, like he's used to killing people, like you know, right? He's killed tons of other bad guys before, and whatever it means, nothing to him, but right, just this one mistake. Right, he's 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 no vet. Yeah, like Ken is Brendan Gleeson is the, is the veteran hitman. Yeah. Hitman of the two of them, um, and you find out that well, okay, so so probably the best scene in the film uh, is where the film shifts again. Hmm. When Harry, their boss, yeah. calls Ken on the phone. Oh, dude! And it's one entire shot. 
It's it, one entire shot. It's, it's like sick. an it's like a twelve minute scene of it's, Ken just being on the phone. It's it's so sick. And it just follows him around the hotel room, and he's just on a phone, and it doesn't cut to Harry on Ray finds no. on the other end of the line. It's you just, just hear him it's, through just the just phone. And you find out that he ordered the two of them to go to Bruges because he wanted to give Ray mm-hmm. something nice before he died. Yeah. And Ken is like, "What are you talking about?" And and he orders Ken to kill yeah. him because he killed a, Ray killed a kid. Yeah. You kind of get the sense that, like, as the movie's going along, that that's why they're there. That's right. They're happen. there for there's, some you know, reason. Some, there's going to be... I think Ray even mentions it, like, do you think we're here for a, a, job? a job? Yeah. Right. Turns out they are, in fact, and he is the job. He is the job. Um... So, Ken is obviously distraught about this because he sees Ray as, as his son, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then... Do you get, like, a like a, like a father-son-Holy Spirit kind of relationship between the three? Oh, that's brilliant. Yes, yes. Uh, you, you definitely do. Uh, be, and it's literally, like, there's a scene where they go into this, like, famous church, and he's like, you want to go touch Jesus, Jesus Christ? Yeah. <laughs> And Ray's like, do I have to? And he's like, no, you don't fucking have to. It's Jesus Christ fucking blood. Of course you don't fucking have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that's definitely that's definitely a part of it. He's just like, he. well, no, you're absolutely right, because he dies for Ray's sins. Big spoiler, we're, ju- we're jumping ahead. Oh, well, Ken, I, I kind of see it as like a rotating between the three of them and even like uh, like other characters in the movie or whatever, but mostly between Harry... Is that his name? Harry. The boss. The Harry, boss, yes. Ray, and Ken. Yeah. You know, like, it starts out, Ken is the father, and Ray is the son, and Harry's kind of the Holy Holy Spirit or Holy mm-hmm. Ghost, and then it kind of shifts when, like, Harry and Ken are, are having combos, and it's like, Harry is the father, and, and Ken is the son, and Ray is the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then, spoilers, when Ken dies, Ken is the Holy Spirit, Harry's the father, and Ray is the son. And it's kind of always like shifting. They all are one of them at yeah, one point. At one point, it's kind of That's like just. Saying. No, I like that. No, definitely. Um, but in the scene, it's kind of like. Well, yes, there's. It's the I first mean, time you kind of get the the, the the trio of them, or like right, the, like right. it's kind of like a like a, a line. Or whatever. Right, they're never all there's together. Like a peck, there's like a pecking order. Yeah, they're never all. They're together. all three of them are never never all together. Um, but we we so. So, before... I, I know I jumped the gun a little bit talking about Ken dying for Ray's sins. We'll get there. But after uh, Ken is ordered by Harry to kill Ray, Ray has been dealing with suicidal tendencies the whole film yeah. because he's dealing with, oh, I, I killed this kid. How do I make that right? Mm-hmm. Like, do I go to prison for the rest of my life? Do I go to the mother of the child and have her declare what should be done to me? Or... But nothing's going to bring that little boy back. Maybe the only way this goes away is if I go away, he says. So he's dealing with, uh, with, yeah. with, with wanting to kill himself as a result of this. And Ken's like, don't even think like that. Then Ken is ordered to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, this amazing scene where he walks up to him in a park. And he pulls a pistol on the back of his head. Just as Colin Farrell pulls his own gun on himself to shoot himself. And Ken is like, Ray! <laughs> And Ray's like, Ken, what are you doing? You're gonna shoot me. And he's like, No, it wasn't. And then, yeah, Ray, Ken puts the fucking gun behind his <laughs> yeah. back. He's like, You're gonna kill yourself. He's like, Yeah, I'm allowed to. Yeah. 
He's like, no, you're not. So it's this this hilarious, this uh, like very darkly humorous scene. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. Laugh out loud funny. Where like... Regular old, regular old Seth Rogen. Right, yes. <laughs> very Seth Rogen scene. <laughs> Dude, I was going to kill you. Akuna Matata. <laughs> um... Dude, I can't believe I killed that kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Smoke this, James Franco. You threw up on my printer. Did you break it? Oh, I hope not. Oh, he killed her. <laughs> he fucking killed her. A cop, a lady, and a guy. A lady? He's a lady cop. It's a massacre. It's a massacre. <laughs> um, Fruit roll-ups. <laughs> Snacks. Uh, off track again. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so the That's aftermath. Also a Christmas movie. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Movie. So they have they have a lovely scene on the bench. Right. Where right. Ray was right. gonna blow his brains out. Right. Well, it's like if if he wasn't gonna kill himself, Ken might have shot him. Yeah. And if Ken wasn't gonna shoot him, or he, he wouldn't have stopped him, and Ray would have killed himself. Yeah. Which then leads to an, a, a hilarious scene afterwards where Harry ends up mm-hmm. coming to Bruges because Ken calls him on the phone and You're he's like... Him, fucking object. <laughs> yes, right. Right. He, he, he call, Ken calls him on the phone and, and tells him, he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. That's Ray on the train. And so Ken's like, if you want to come find me, I'll be in Bruges. <laughs> in Bruges. We'll be in, in Bruges. It'll be in, in Bruges. <laughs> And so Harry gets pissed. He breaks the phone. His wife comes into the room. This is the first time you see Harry. Yeah. This is like an hour and twenty minutes into the movie. You finally see Ray Fiennes, and and he he smashes the phone to bits. And his wife comes in and he's like, "Harry, it's an inanimate fucking object." <laughs> and Harry looks at his wife and screams, "You're an inanimate fucking object!" <laughs> and then she walks out of. <laughs> and then he leaves his house on Christmas time to go kill Ken. That's right. That's right. And he finds him sitting in the square, mm-hmm. right below the the, uh, the winding clock tower. Yeah. And he joins him for a beer. The Bruges Square. The Bruges Square. You've, we've all been there. Right. And, uh, and, and Ken tells Harry, like, don't be so mad. Like, the, the kid might just kill himself to begin with. Like, he was going to shoot himself in the park. I stopped him. And Harry's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you mean to tell me that he was going to shoot himself and you stopped him? It sounds like it would have solved your problem. It sounds like it would have solved my problem. It sounds like it would have solved the kid's fucking problem. <laughs> um, so it's just like, it's just moment after moment of this, this, this like horrible scenario and just the humor that comes out of it. I, I, I think it's great. Um, Do you think this movie only works if it's like, if it's British people? Yes. I don't know if this humor it's, translates. It's 100% uh, British, Irish, European humor. Right. Without question. There's no um, way that kind of humor translates in an American movie. No, the American version of this movie would not work yeah, nearly as well as It would this be three does. billboards. Yes. <laughs> Maybe which, three billboards was supposed to be hilarious, and because it's Sam Rockwell and Francis McDormand. Yeah, like, I, I just, three billboards, I, I guess I just didn't get the point of it. Yeah. Of, of three billboards. Um... But, you know... Oh, I had a question for you. Yes. What were you going to say? No, I was just... I was going to keep move, moving along through okay. the, 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 the things the, that happened. But no, but, but by all means, ask me a, qu- a question. I'm, I'm going to jump to the end. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... Jump to the end. So, Jimmy, 
mm-hmm. who continues to pop in and out of this movie. For a reason. For a reason. Mm-hmm. At first, he, he pops in because he's shooting a movie in in Bruges. Um, and then he pops up again doing coke and talking That's about right. race wars. Mm-hmm. And then he pops up again... You, again for his it, movie and and not to, not to interrupt you but something to point out too is the movie he's filming is meta for what's hap- it's a, there's a reason for that too because it's meta for what's happening oh, in the, pl- the cup is this what you're talking about no no I was talking about something else oh okay we're talking well, about I'll, how the movie's meta no 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 I'll, meta, I'll get meta, to that I'll get to that movie. I just wanted to bring it up so we remember to talk about that but, to, but, um, but go on about what you so, were but so he in a, in a scene of the movie because J- Jimmy is a little person mm-hmm. um, he's wearing like a, a schoolboy outfit mm-hmm. because someone in his movie like falls in love with uh, uh, a little person, but she thinks that it's a kid or some mm-hmm. some shit like that. But it was a little person the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, there's some shooting that happens. There's a big shootout. Mm-hmm. Kablam, kablam, kaplow. It happens on the movie set. And like right before Ray gets shot by Harry, he yells out. I think he yells out like the child, the little boy. Yeah, the little boy. And Harry something. goes, "Yes, Ray, the, the little, little boy." boy. And. <laughs> And he, Ray gets shot by Harry, and then you see Jimmy's corpse face blown off. Right. It's important to note that when Harry went to get a gun, he took dumb dumb bullets from the gunman, and dumb dumb bullets explode when they uh, come in contact with something. Kablam! Yeah. So when the bullet went through Ray and hit Jimmy, yeah, it exploded his, his face. face. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> so Jimmy, this poor yeah. little racist dwarf, dwarf, <laughs> gets his fucking face blown. Yes. And yes. Harry sees it and, and thinks and thinks it's a kid. It's a real life little boy, real boy, not a jackass, right? Like drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important to note. It's important to note that. The reason Harry wants to kill Ray is obviously because Ray, accidentally or not, killed this little boy. Yeah. And Ray said, "You don't kill a kid and get away with it." If it had been me, or, or Harry, if, Harry, says Harry, that. Harry, sorry, yes, Harry yeah. says that you don't kill a kid and get away with it. If it were me that had killed the kid, I would have put the pistol in my mouth and, and shot myself on the fucking spot on the yeah. fucking spot, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks a couple times about like how he's like a principled guy and like right. all that dumb shit. You have to stick to your principles. Yeah. Yes. So he shoots Jimmy in the face and he thinks it's a little kid. That's right. Because he can't tell, because the face is blown off. (laughs) Because of the the dum-dum boy. So Jimmy's face is fucking exploded off of his face. Yes, there are literally pieces of his brain. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Jimmy. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah, so Jimmy's just... Jimmy gets work. (laughs) Jimmy gets the business, so to speak. And Harry sees this, and he's got to stick to his principles. Mm -hmm. So he puts the fucking barrel in his mouth. And he shoots himself. And he shoots himself. On the fucking spot. Yeah. And Ray's like, no, Harry, he's not. And he's like, you have to stick to your principles. And it's br- and that's a, it's a brilliant lesson in morality, too, and principles, because, like, what is that? A, he's wrong. Because <laughs> it's not a kid. Your morals are... Falls. Right, right. Like yeah. sticking to rigidity, and like the the whole, literally the whole point of Harry's arc is to prove that morality, like there's no line in morality. Like it's all 
again, it's like three billboards. For... It's this. It, it it's all supposed to exist in this like weird, hazy, like gray mm-hmm. sort of area. It's not like it's not so black and white. It's not so like you shoot a kid in the face. You gotta you know put the barrel in your own mouth. Like that kid might be a a a, a fucking drunk dwarf. <laughs> right. So like it can't all be so black and white at a point like that. You know. Right. But um, I mean, but that's you, you. You just jog something in my mind. That's what's so brilliant about it, uh, the absurd comment about the race war: all the yeah. whites versus all the blacks. blacks. It's a black and white thing. It's a morality allegory. Yeah. But then, like, you get the thing with like where, like, where do the Vietnamese fight? Where do the where do the right? Arabs where does fight? this fall? Where because does this fall? Those people aren't black and white. Vietnamese right. people aren't right. black and white. They're right. so to speak, gray. In yes. this scenario, like right. there is like exactly. this, the, there's this full like gray area where shit like, exists, and right. you can't just be like, you kill a kid, you gotta right. die. But I didn't mean to. Yeah, it was an accident. What does that mean? He, it was an exactly. And Ray is also like a person who we can like tell like even though he's like childish like in the beginning of the movie, like we can tell he he's a good-hearted person. Like he he is. He means he, well. He means well. In spite he, of being he a has, hitman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so and Ken, do, Ken does too, though. They, they, they both are. they both have yeah. hearts of gold, despite being like. You know, like racist, sexist, homophobic, right. Right. dickheads, right? Yeah. Hitmen, <laughs> right? Killers, right? But right, besides right. that, you know, you got a heart of gold, right? It's Christmas time, you know. It's a time for forgiving, and and it's I think it's it's brilliant too that um, in order to save Ray's life, Ken has to commit suicide, mm-hmm. which Ray was. Mm-hmm. Was trying to do, and it, it ties back to the brilliant scene at the beginning where he's like, "I'm trying to get rid of me coins," and he's trying to go up into the tower and pay for the five the five euro to go up with yeah. coins. Yeah, but he only has like four ninety. Yeah, and so he has to hand him a fifty. So he yeah. still has the coins, and he uses those coins later on in the movie to warn people to like step away. Yeah, he drops the coins, so people are like, "Oh shit, something's falling yeah. from," so he doesn't land on anybody. Oh, dude, it all comes back. Yeah, it's, it's a flat circle, dude. Fucking tenant, bro. <laughs> It's a palindrome. Uh, um, but the Brechtian nightmare thing, the, the film, the, the the film that Jimmy is shooting. Yes, yes, yes. He describes it as this weird Brechtian nightmare. Yeah, explains this to purgatory, me. and that's literally what uh, Ray being in Bruges is. Mm-hmm. The whole film that they're shooting within the movie is essentially the idea that oh, in Bruges is a Brechtian nightmare. Mm-hmm. And Ray is trapped in this nightmare, and he literally can't escape it. Like he cannot leave yeah. Bruges. It even is when he tries, even when to, he tries to leave, he he ends up back there. He does, yes. Um, and maybe the only escape is death. Yeah. But the the thing that's so fantastic about the movie, and it's like he's being wheeled. So you know, Harry shoots him like eight fucking times. Yeah. Um, and they wheel him into an ambulance, and the last shot of the movie is him staring at the ceiling of the ambulance and you don't know whether he lives or dies yeah. and the point is not whether he does or not the point is that he has decided that he wants to the, live that's yeah, the very exactly. last line of the movie yeah. uh, maybe maybe that's what hell is spending the rest of eternity in fucking Bruges yeah. um, and then he, and the last line of the movie is I really really hoped I wouldn't die Oh. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> he didn't want to kill himself. Right. But it's literally... He's he's narrating at the end, like, the whole moral question of the film is like, what what did I deserve after killing this boy? I thought, like, what, what, what would be justice? Uh, I originally thought justice would be if I went to the mother of the little boy 
and accepted whatever punishment she wanted mm -hmm. upon me. Um, which is, I guess, a logical way of, of looking at it. Like, death, incarceration, it, did, it didn't matter. Whatever this person yeah. wanted, that's what would have been fair. Um, but, like, the, the interesting thing that the movie brings up is, like, who decides what is an acceptable punishment? Who Harry. Right. Well, that's the thing. Harry is that, and that's that's why he dies by his own principles is because they're false principles. Because he's judge, jury, and executioner, and yeah. his principles have flaws. Yeah. Like there, there's nothing. None of morality is not set in stone. No. It's a moving target. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Mm. I'm like saying. Like a priest. Uh huh. Oh. Oh. oh, oh kill him. Oh, oh, kill him. Happy Christmas. See ya. Um. Should we talk about how Ken dies? Mm -hmm. It's fucking brutal. It is brutal. Probably one. I mean, a kid gets his face blown off in the movie, and and then this happens to be just as brutal as, as that. He tell us, Raph. Tell us how. Tell us how Ken dies. He jumps off a church tower. That's correct. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he survives the fall. And his body is just. I think he lands on his feet, and you can like see yeah, like like his knees you can explode, see, like, oh knees explode, God. and like the bones like like his arm gets yeah, like smashed off. It's like the flesh, oh, brutal. And then his face is all smashed up and like bloody, and he's got like teeth in his forehead. Yeah, it's it's, it's disgusting. And he's like, I think I'm gonna die now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh you probably God. will. Brendan Gleeson, Brendan Gleeson does this amazing thing with his eyes in his death scene. Yeah. Where he just like he rolls them up into his head, yeah, and then he rolls them back down, and then he relaxes his whole face, and it's just like the best, the best death acting <laughs> I've ever, the best acting I've ever best seen. Best death acting. It's 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 great. Like he just does. It's it's almost we should funny. make that a new Oscar category. Best death scene. Best death acting. Best. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Marion Cotillard gets the worst one for, for the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody can obviously see what I'm doing, <laughs> but that was to a T what Marianne Cotillard did in the, yeah. in the film. Uh, I had to choke to death on screen once. That was a lot of fun. What? Yeah, I Who had to choke die. you. Oh, no, I choked on pizza and tequila. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and I had to ch I had to die on screen, and so I was like <gasps> on pizza. Yeah, pizza. I took a big bite of za. Yeah. And I got the oh, that's oh. a spicy pepperoni. Oh, see oh, ya oh, next oh. time. <laughs> Let me wash this down with some gabagool, <laughs> and then I died. Yeah, gabagool juice. But it's very, yeah, it's very hard to uh, to choke to death is one thing, like to do an actual death scene, because that's what when people die, like their fate, like everything relaxes and you shit yourself. Uh, Did you shit yourself in that scene? Yeah, but it was I had nothing method. to do with the shit. <laughs> the method. I had Chipotle. The method. <laughs> the method. I must make this believable. If I don't shit myself, then there's no movie. <laughs> All right, see, Michael, did you you shit your pants? Damn. Yeah. Mmm. Chipotle. Mmm. Steak. Pork. Pork. <laughs> Corn. <laughs> um. Yeah. Mild and spicy. Hi. Ah, you went for the dragon combo. <laughs> oh, Dos Toros has that. Chipotle doesn't have that. What? Those tours, they have they do the the dragon burrito. What is that? They put all three of their spicy sauces on it, and they call it the dragon burrito. They have three spices. Yes, it's fucking delicious. I like how they how they like bake the cheese onto the oh tortilla my God, before. Yes, 
And then they put more, and they put more cheese on top. Dude, low-key, this is going to be sacrilegious to some people. Yo, Dostar is better than Chipotle. I 100% agree. It's, it is. It's 100% it's, better. It's so much better. It's 100% better. It is. Yeah. Everything, it's fresher, it's tastier. Yeah, the, the rice is so much better. Oh, my better. God. All, all the, the, oh, Maron. Ooh, the, the steaks, the, the way that they make the burrito. Even the tortilla. Maron! <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, people won't enjoy that. No, people aren't going to like that. People are diehard for Chipotle. Yeah, but... I like Chipotle. Dos Toros is better. Dos Toros might only be a New York thing. That's true. There there used to be only one, and it was on uh, 14th Street, Union Square, and then it got popular, and a bunch of others yeah. started popping nice. up. Nice. I used to go to the one in Midtown. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's it's one and, five, and they put the tortillas on it, too, and so oh, the, the burrito's yeah, got a crunch. Oh, yeah, dude. They put the chips on mm. it. It's so good. Oh, it's delicious. It's amazing. It is. I kind of want a burrito now. We should get Dos Toros after this. That sounds great. All right. Yeah. Um, so in Bruges. In Bruges. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. It's sick. Um, it's a good movie. <laughs> fucking Dos Toros is better than Chipotle. Yep. Mm-hmm. It says that in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. That's the that's the moral of the movie. That's, right. the, that's the main theme. That. Um, that's what Colin Farrell learns. Yeah. In the course of the film. Dude, poor Jimmy. Mm. Yeah. Jimmy. Is it bad that I feel worse for Jimmy than the kid who got shot in church? Um. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, you didn't know the kid is a character, so. That's fair. I, I I spent more time with Jimmy. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We met. We you know meet Jimmy on the set of the movie. Jimmy Alabama. Also, I just gotta mention this. Uh-huh. There's a scene where Jimmy just does ketamine. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Horse tranquilizer. He's, yeah. he's walking through the park and Ray waves at him and he doesn't wave back. <laughs> and Ray's like, "You little bastard." <laughs> yeah. And then later when he sees Jimmy, he's like, "Why didn't you wave wave to me earlier?" And he was like, "Oh, dude, I was on a shit ton of ketamine. I wasn't waving to anyone." <laughs> Except for maybe a horse. Yeah. <laughs> and Ray's like, Ray's like, what? You guys are weird. Yeah. Would you like to do some cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy is the best character. Jimmy's so. great. Followed by Ken. Yeah. Yeah. And then fucking Ray. Jimmy's like, you don't know kung fu. And then Ray karate chops. <laughs> <laughs> karate chops him in the side of the neck. Oh my god. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I you've either watched in Bruges or you haven't. If you haven't, go watch it. <laughs> if you if you listen to this having not seen in Bruges, yeah, you just you, hopefully this makes you want to see it. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck were these guys talking about? Yeah. yeah, so go watch it. Go watch in Bruges. It's one of my favorite movies. It's not the best movie I've ever seen, but it might be my favorite movie. That's totally fair. Yeah. It's uh yeah, dude, fucking this Christmas. Gather your family around the campfire mm. and circle up for some, you know, mm. homophobic racist humor. Absolutely. Yeah. Sexist too. Yes, yes. What's what oh another one of my favorite. And, oh, ones. and very violent. Very violent, yes. Yes. Um oh. so great family fun for the whole family. Exactly. The kitties, Christmas Eve before Santa comes, mm. throw on in Bruges. Watch some, you know, watch some hitmen fucking kill people. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. It's good stuff. Yeah, you'll love it. Yeah, you might want to go to confession after it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Wash your body of all those sins. Absolutely. Touch Jesus Christ's fucking blood. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, follow us on Instagram. Yes. We're... We're... Fuck. Yeah. We're... we're. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> we are... Straight to DVD. That's straight, the number two, DVD, DVD. pod... On Twitter, I think it's the same thing. And on Insta, two, number two, number two, straight two, two DVD, DVD pod at at Instagram.com.net. Instagram. Yes.
Instagram. I don't think that's how Instagram it's not, works. It's not how that works. But you should follow us. We post you memes. Follow us. We do, we do movie memes. We do movie memes. Reviews. Short talk reviews, about things. Yes. Movie news stuff. We break all of the biggest movie news out there. Exactly. We get. We are the first people to hear about everything. Yeah. Everything. We're your inside scoop to anything. Yes. If you if you want a scoop, we're inside. Yeah. Follow us on TikTok. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>